welcome back to another episode of Talking Spirit, bitches, season two. Hey, hold on. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's. Hmm. Top of the morning. 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 Hold on. I am conducting this episode outside in nature today. So if you hear the sarcadas and the roosters and the motherfucking insects. It's because I am outside. I know that I have been absent for about a year. And I don't know who the fuck I think I am. Netflix, apparently, starting a second season a year later. However, I feel like now that I'm actually doing this, that was enough time for me to experience some growth, to engage in some situations, some challenges, some obstacles, some miracles that are great enough to talk about on Talking Spirit. If you're new here, hello. If you've been listening, you know I gotta get into it. Today on this episode, we are talking about manifesting, okay? So I'm sure I've spoken about this before. However, it's been some real buffoonery when it comes to this subject manifesting let me read you the true definition let's go on to google right now i'm actually typing it i'm typing it in okay manifest on google it says clear or obvious to the eye or mind i also googled how to manifest and it says here step one get clear on what you want step two ask the universe step three work towards your goals step four Fuck the rest of what they're talking about because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When people think of the word manifest, they just think about an object they want to see come into their life. Or something in particular that is tangible, just like the definition said. True, fun fact, but sad fact. There are other ways to finesse the manifesting game. You can manifest a car and a house, but they can both be dead and broke as shit. Doing a lot of work for something you manifested. It's something that you could receive, but there is also a way to manifest a working car and a working house for the long run. If you maybe you manifested stability or emotional balance or financial freedom, you got to think bigger in manifestation. But there is also an onion and a manifest. If you, if when I think of manifest, I think of an onion because it's so many fucking layers you got to get down to in order to get the flavor right. It's all about the flavor. The first step in manifesting, first of all, let me correct myself. There are, there are no steps, okay? Because life is going to come at you all the time like a brick in your fucking forehead, okay? So. Let's just act like we are going to prepare ourselves for the worst. This is a drill. This is a manifestation drill. Instead of thinking about what you want and hoping it'll come, let's actually write down things with an S that you actually want. Okay? So in order to manifest, you actually have to visualize it. You have to see it before it's here. And in order to visualize it and see it, when you put it down on paper, it gets real. So let's say that you are, um, and I'm not talking about put it in your notes either because it's not the same thing. Your physical hand to a screen on your phone does not 
coexist with you writing down on a piece of paper because when you write stuff down that's coming straight from the vessel all right now we can put some in our phone and we can forget about it but if you write something down on paper and put it up on your wall and you look at that paper every morning before you walk out the door because it's hanging up and you can't help but to look at it it's more tangible for it to happen rather than it being stored on your phone in an app i came up with this little uh story time that i'll do when it comes to manifesting one-on-one class is now in session baby girl baby boys however you can have your freedom up in my classroom do whatever you want smoke that blunt drink that wine take some notes just sit here and listen attentively but if you don't listen i will know and i will come for you and i will find you and i will i'm just kidding to start the story time i gave you one of the key elements in manifesting and now i'm about to talk it out here we go this story is called sheila timothy and the billy goat by darian J. this story is based on two people trying to get to a means in life they've both had a turn of events and life right now for them is pretty much hell Mental state, broken. Money, broken. Heart, broken. Sheila. Sheila is a bad bitch. Sheila is an accountant and she works for the highest paid CEO in the motherfucking UK. Now, there has been a recent turn of events in her life. She got this roommate named Timothy and they are best friends. They have been since they were six. Timothy, on the other hand, he is a janitor. But... He is a smart-ass janitor because he is about to retire out of the company that he's worked for for 30 years, okay? And he's only 40 fucking six. He's got the smarticles and particles of fucking Nikola Tesla, bro. Four years ago, Sheila and Timothy bumped into each other in a coffee shop in London. They caught up on their friendship, caught up on their lives, and realized that they both were struggling at that point in time they put their coins together got a place together was able to build on what they already had and now in this present day sheila is struggling once again and timothy is on the up and up timothy is on the up and up because this retirement is about to have him living somewhere totally different without sheila he has already told sheila this way way long ago at the beginning of the year we nine months in. So Sheila is like, oh my God, Timothy, you're leaving. Oh no. But she's not saying this out loud. She's not saying this out loud to him. She's not communicating this. So Timothy is packing up, getting ready to go while Sheila is drowning and drowning and drowning in a sea of financial struggle and mental struggle and emotional struggle because she just broke up with her fiance. They just broke it off. Hi y'all, yes this is a fake ass commercial break advertisement just to tell y'all to go and follow my shop on Instagram at the Miss DJ shop. 
I sell handmade healing jewelry and you can book a tarot or healing session with me. Sheila and Timothy lives in a 54 level high rise in London and Sheila does not give a shit about living down to her means just because she's struggling financially. She don't care about that. Her and Timothy has never had to look at money in a negative aspect. So this whole new thing about budgeting and couponing and not spending and treating herself is foreign to her. Timothy, on the other hand, is frugal. He loves thrifting and he loves a good ass cheap deal. He don't give a fuck. But the thing about him, he can flip it. He can flip it. He can turn a nine into a 69, if you get what I'm saying. Like, he can make shit shake. He can turn paper into pentacles. One day, Sheila's in her room, minding her business. It's a Sunday night. It's thundering and raining outside. She's already been crying for four hours. She's in her bed, surfing the web, trying to figure out how to get out of this mood that she's in. She got hot Cheetos and some Fritos to the left of her, to the right of her. It's a can of 12 Coke, a pack of a Coke, a 12 pack. <laughs> then she got um, some melted ice cream on the foot of the bed. It's the large blizzard from Dairy Queen that she's supposed to been eat two hours prior to that. Her hair has been in a bonnet since the previous day. She has not taken it off. Um, she is a total mess. If you walked in her room and saw her, you would see the true depiction of a mental crisis sheila is going crazy on the macbook like she's typing trying to find ways and remedies on how to cure her sadness so she googles how to um get out of a depression she comes across this fucking web md and says this web md um page and it says that she has the symptoms of fucking heart disease and she's like i might be sad but i'm not fucking stupid mate so she clicks off that and then she runs across a jay-z documentary in this documentary that is highlighting the ways of hip-hop um in her head she's like this has literally batshit nothing to do with me but there's a message so she continues to watch and jay-z says you cannot do the same thing and expect a different result so in sheila's head she's like oh my fucking gosh that speaks to me because i've been doing the same thing for four fucking years and nothing has changed for me. I've actually gotten worse. My money is looking funny and I need some help. So after that, she watched that entire Jay-Z documentary and only got that message out of it. On the side, there were suggested videos and there was this woman named Lisa Nichols titled a TED Talk on manifestation. She watched that whole entire TED Talk and truly felt inspired but did not know what to do next she was like all right so i just watched this whole fucking thing why am i still crying timothy is packing up his stuff downstairs in the penthouse and he's jamming out to some reggaeton on the bluetooth speaker and he's just jamming out getting all his shit together because he's about to go live in barbados he got everything ready to go and he's ready to start his new life He's ready to meet the bitches. He's ready to buy the bottles. He's ready to explore retirement beyond his means. And he's ready to invest in a new business for himself. He got his chips stacked, but there was one thing bothering him. The thought of him leaving Sheila because he's in fucking love with her. In his head, 
is over and over again saying Sheila, Sheila, Sheila. Timothy is already torn between the fact that he has to leave, but on the bright side, the bitches, baby, the bitches. He's like, I can fall in love with somebody else. It's not that serious. I'm only 46. This is literally half of my life. I got the rest to, to spend it with somebody with to explore and meet. Cool. So he's like, my, my tummy is hungry, mate. My tummy is hungry. And he wants to order some Chinese food. And so he's like, let me go check on Sheila and see if she wants something. I get her a little something, something. Timothy walks upstairs and he hears an emotion of sounds coming from Sheila's room. He hears TV going, he hears music going, and he also hears some sobbing. The closer he gets to the door, he's, he's hearing some crying. <laughs> so in his head, he's asking to himself, well, should I go in there? Should I go in there and bother her if I hear that she's crying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So he's sitting there plotting in his head whether to go back and forth for about five minutes. And all of a sudden the door opens and Sheila and Timothy are looking at each other. Sheila's eyes are bloodshot red like she just smoked five fat ass backwood blunts. And Timothy is just looking at her with sorrow in his eyes. He is no longer hungry. He has lost his appetite because Sheila is looking like a sad clown. A clown. There's these roosters in the background and I think they're either having sex or one of them is having a baby. Cause ain't no way, I've never heard the sound from a rooster or from a chicken or for whatever, whatever the animal, animal may be. This is a commercial break, baby. And I'ma call it the sounds of Rue because I call that rooster Rue because of the way it cuckoos every morning. So I'll be like, good morning, Rue. Rue might be in labor with some baby roosters. This has been a commercial break provided by the thoughts inside the mind of Darian J. I, I, I was just coming up here to see if you wanted anything from the Chinese restaurant that's at the bodega. Oh, Timothy, um, I'm actually not really hungry right now. But Timothy in his head is like, bitch, what the fuck you lying? Like looking over her shoulder, seeing all the food that's on the bed that's halfway eaten and that's already eaten. And he's like, Sheila, Shishi, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want anything to eat? I know you haven't come out of your room all day, so you have not been downstairs. And all that junk food I see in there is not really good for you. Sheila in her head is like, why is he always coming for me on the hell shit tip? Why are you always in my business? Why are you always in my business? So she responds, oh, mate, why do you always have to fucking go there? I'm just not hungry. Yes, you see it, but I'm not hungry for any fucking Chinese. Now get the fuck out of my way. And so Sheila shoves Timothy out the way, goes to the bathroom and draws her a hot, nice long bath because Lisa Nichols said in her documentary to get in touch with yourself and to actually just to sit there and reflect and do it in a time where you are by yourself and where you know you will not be disturbed. Choose a peaceful setting. So for Sheila, a nice drawn out bath is good for her, but she usually does it while watching something. So she said, this time, I guess I'll just put on some jazz music with no words. So I guess I can't think because Lisa Nichols said that it's good to just focus on what's being held now in the present rather than just thinking on your thoughts. 
So Sheila goes to the bathroom and um, stays in there for a good hour and a half. When she comes out on the um, side table beside her door in the long ass hallway, there is a takeout order from her favorite restaurant that is right beside the bodega, the Chinese restaurant that Timothy was talking about. Sheila snatched the bag off the end table and went into her room and scoffed as she sat on her bed. And she realized that not even was it her favorite restaurant, but it was her meal. Correctly. Correctly. Nothing was wrong. So she sat there and put it to the side and she just looked at her ceiling and thought about how she ate all that damn food and how she was truly grateful for somebody thinking of her to even get her that. Just that simple gesture had changed her whole night. She started to get up and clean all the food off her bed. She threw it in the trash can. She turned off her TV. She put some oils in her humidifier. And then she proceeded to um, sweep shit up. After that, during all of that cleaning up, which only took about 30 minutes. She was like, damn, maybe I should go downstairs and let him know how thankful I am. So let me go do that. So Sheila proceeded downstairs to tell Timothy how grateful she was for him, you know, thinking of her to go get that food and actually getting it right. So she sees him packing his stuff up and she's like, damn, look at those motherfucking muscles. Look at that ass. Look at it in her head. And then all of a sudden he turns around and he was like, oh my gosh, you're getting me a scare, Shishi. Don't do that. Don't do that. You got to tell me who you are when you come in here. What's up? What's up, Shishi? Sheila cracks a big ass smile because she is known for scaring Timothy all the fucking time. So she's like, I was just coming down here to let you know that I'm so thankful for you getting me this. Like, I'm sorry for being a fucking bitch. Uh, it's just a lot of things is going on with me right now. And I can't even grasp the fact of what's going on in my life. And I know I haven't been so open with you talking about it recently. But, you know, it's really, it's really catching up to me, Timothy. Ah, Shishi, don't worry about that. You know that you can always come to me about anything. We've always done this. Even though I'm leaving, that don't mean that you can't come to me for shit. You know, you fucking know that. Oh, my God. I knew you'd fucking understand. I knew you'd understand. Okay, so. So, Sheila and Timothy are just wrapping it up about how she's going through these money struggles and how she's been so heartbroken about the fiance being broken off even though she broke it off and she is just trying to find a way to get out of the darkness because she needs some motherfucking light so timothy's like well you don't know what they say right the more you focus on things and look at things from a perspective you are going to be living in that reality bro and so sheila's like Timothy I don't know what the fuck you mean can you like break it down because I was literally in my room tonight and I came across some TED talks and some documentaries and some videos on a whole bunch of shit and they were talking about manifesting like do you know anything about that 
Oh my fucking god. Are you kidding me, Sheila? Are you fucking kidding me? I know all about that shit. Had I known you were into shit like that because I honestly didn't fucking know. Because you know you were all into your looks and shit like that. I don't know if you were into the books, you know. So, I don't really bring it up. But yeah, I'm all about that shit. You are what you attract, bro. But you are not your thoughts. And Sheila in her head is like... What the fuck are you talking about? So then Timothy's like... Yeah, I know you're looking at me like I'm fucking stupid, but... There is this book. Let me just let me just let me just put you up on game real quick. Let me just put you up on game, Shishi. Timothy runs up to his room and gets the book and brings it back and he's like, This is the secret of the seven seas, Shishi. It's by David Fishman and it's literally one of the greatest books I've read in my life. It gave me the basic principles to what the fuck I know now, y'all. And Sheila's like, Well, I hope it's the key to the fucking streets the way you're acting. I mean, I'll take it or whatever. I'll take it. Yo, if you're going to act like that, then don't take my book. But what I do know is, do what you will with this shit and make sure you read it. I don't give a fuck if you give it back, yo. Just make sure you read it. And Sheila's like, all right, all right. I'll take it. And I'll read it just because you said so. Thank you so much, Timothy, for this talk it's really literally allowed me to release some shit that's been you know in my head for a while timothy's looking at sheila like she is everything because she's actually opening up to him emotionally and he she's she's never done that because she's like a brick fucking wall she's all about her paper and her business so this is like a new side for him to see not only in their friendship but as you know her in a vulnerable state on top of that, he's in love with her. So man's is going crazy in the head and in the pants right now. So Sheila's talking and she's like, Timothy, you know that we've been friends for forever. You know, we've been friends for fucking decades. And even though we've gone like 25 years without talking, you're still my best friend. Like, I feel like we've been in this house and we've built this bond and I didn't even know you knew things about manifestation. And, you know, I definitely would have... So as Sheila's talking, Timothy is still staring at Sheila like he's caught in a deer in headlights. And as he's talking, Sheila is leaning into him. Like, she's her head is about to meet... His nose is about to meet her nose. And in Timothy's head, he's like, Yo... I'm hot as fuck, yo. Are we about to kiss right now, yo? She about to kiss me, bro? On the next episode of Sheila, Timothy, and the Billy Goat, find out if they kiss and find out if Sheila ever reads the book. This is Miss Darian, and I want to thank you for listening to my freestyle story time, Sheila, Timothy, and the Billy Goat. In this episode, I believe I threw you two lobs. And that was Miss Lisa Nichols and the book, The Secret of the Seven Seeds by David Fishman. Now, like homeboy said, do what you will with that information because I'm only here to influence you to be better, to do better, and to see better. I'm just a vessel. Now, um, I hope I'll meet you here back next week for part two of two to find out what's going to happen. That is all up to you, but I hope I am in your plans. I love you. I love us. Until next time, I'm out, bitch. Oh!